Welcome to another edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Uh, look, as you guys know, politics begins at home. Politics begins locally. And interestingly, one of the things that many have forgotten is that they have to work locally. Lucky for us, we have people in the community who knows, know that. And that is exactly what they're doing. With us today, we have Eli Porras, who is the president of the Kingwood area Democrats and doing a hell of a job reinvigorating the community, making sure that uh, people are engaged again. And we have somebody making a big difference, not just talking about it, but actually saying, I am going to be part of the solution. That is uh, Natalie Carter, who is a uh, former humble ISD candidate, but altogether, she is a community organizer, somebody that's making a difference in our community. Ladies, welcome to Politics Done Right. Thank you for having us. I, I, absolutely so. Well, look, Thank you. Let, let, let me tell you, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you is, um, you know, I got a text that concerned me. Uh, first of all, uh, Natalie, as somebody who's been, uh, who was about to become a board member, you know that the school district decided, I love that cat. The school district, <laughs> I love that cat. That cat, that's going to be the star of the program. Uh, I, I noticed that um, the school decided that in a place where healthcare is needed, and you know, the United States have likely the best and likely the lousiest healthcare system all at once. The school decided to do something about it. Humble ISD decided to do something about it. Now we have an issue. Why don't you start by telling me exactly what it is that the school intended to do? And your cat is just fine. I apologize. I have a cat and a dog that are just, you know, emotionally bonded to me. So, and I apologize. The, and so, they are part of the family. They are part of the family. They, they wear blue quite a bit. So, um, so yes, you're right. Uh, you know, definitely Humble ISD partnered with Memorial Hermann. They were actually approached, um, Humble ISD was approached by Memorial Hermann because of the surge of um, pediatric ER visits. And um, our CEO or the CEO of Memorial Hermann partnered or approached Dr. Elizabeth Fagan, who was the superintendent of Humble ISD with this idea of a partnership by starting a student health clinic um, located at Humble High School, which would serve as like kind of like the Mecca where they have multiple schools that feed into this Title I school like um, Lakeland Elementary, um, North Bend Elementary, Ross Sterling, um, Humble Middle. They're all Title I schools, meaning that they are socioeconomically disadvantaged and challenged, as well as they're part of a majority of underrepresented groups of Hispanic and African-American students. And so um, it was a great partnership. All of the services that would be provided by Memorial Hermann would be 100% free. And there was even discussions about providing transportation at zero cost, zero cost to the taxpayers, as well as to the parents and the students that partake in this amazing program. So that's how the, that was the genesis of this whole um, partnership. Um, and we're super excited. Um, you know, there was a bomb that was passed to actually build a physical building um, to support this initiative. And right now there's a slight delay because of, of course, construction delays, you know, noted across, you know, the country from just the lag of COVID recovery. And so right now they had to represent this, um, this partnership because we needed to use temporary buildings since our actual building due to the construction delays, we're not gonna be ready for the next year or two. 
And so that's where we are right now. Okay, so that explains what the intent. The intent was to take care of the underprivileged, people that are underprivileged. Now, I, I want to make one correction here because I think as long as we always keep the narrative that the reason we're building these entities is to help those underprivileged and we classify the underprivileged as black and Hispanic, et cetera, a lot of our white audience is going to look to some extent and say, well, that isn't something that serves all. Let's make it be clear here. Yes, a lot of the underprivileged are black and Latinos, but in that era, there's a hell of a lot of underprivileged white kids also. I have friends who are driving them to schools every day. So that's a statement. Absolutely. Uh, that's a statement. So, so I, Absolutely. I want the narrative to be correct here. This You're is to correct. help everybody in the school district. Absolutely, and I apologize for that. Um, I just go off of the data supported by that school, the demographics. I think the majority of the students there, I wanna say it's all 82% would be, right. you know, underrepresented groups and my apologies, you're absolutely right. This doesn't limit, this doesn't exclude any group at all. And not only um, that, this but is a free every group, service. Not to talk over you, but every group as well, the, a lot of the poor kids, they all need it. They're all deserving. And they are there. I just want to get that out there. So this is an all inclusive thing. Well, look, Ellie, you are a very. Can I, uh, can I interject? Yeah, yes, ma'am, please do. Yes. Because um, I because this needs to be this is a very important point that she made. Um, Herman Memorial Herman approached Umbel ISD because their ERs have been um, way too busy. Mm -hmm. So in their best interest to have this clinic so that the ER and the hospitals are are free you know uh they're for the waiting lines to be less and um so that the population in general will have better access to the ER like it wasn't on by ISD that went to Herman Memorial it was or Memorial Herman it was them because they needed a solution to clear up um their problem and you know, that, Ellie, that is such a very important point that you just made there, because what you're telling me as well is that this is not just, oh, we're solving a problem for Humboldt. This is solving the, pro the uh, community problem, offloading right. some of the kids to places where they, there's easier access for the entire community. It means longer wait lines at the emergency rooms, et cetera. It's a very important point to make. Now, Ellie, uh, to you, as, uh, as somebody working in, in the community, you have noticed a certain group of parents trying to make an issue out of a particular segment of that story, of that contract to be signed by Umbelisi. What's the issue that you hear from the people out there that I, we know they're misled, but what have you heard? Well, they have a concern with the family, family planning part of the contract. And because that is so all-encompassing um, in general health, which Natalie can speak much um, clearer on all what that actually entails. Um, and so they cannot amend the contract with Memorial Herman to exclude that. So they want to get rid of the family planning, you know, i.e. in their minds abortion. And, but, we need to go into this understanding that every single service has to be parent approved. A child, uh, you know, a child 15, 17 
you know, 13 cannot go in there on their own. They have to have parental approval. So in, in other words, because of, of the misinformation that many of these otherwise likely good people have, they are willing to cut the benefits of easy access by many students at Humble ISD and other uh, at Humble ISD from getting good care. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Natalie, why don't you explain exactly what the cause, what, what's the reason that these folks are uh, concerned about and, and blasting out emails right now. And, and in fact, this is something that I hope uh, the, the, peop the good people are working on. Right now, the Humble Board is getting blasted by no vote emails. So there is, and that is from people who have nothing better to do than sit down, drink tea, and 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 find something to complain about. The the working people, the people who are most dependent on this, they don't have the time to sit down behind a keyboard and continuously send emails. So before I come to you, Natalie, I want to run back to to Eleanor. I mean to Ellie. I don't like to call <laughs> Ellie. Ellie. It's Ellie. It's Ellie. It's Ellie. I want to run back to Ellie. Ellie, what are you doing? What is your group doing to ensure that those who have the ability right now to start letting the humble board understand that not because you're getting a whole lot of emails from these guys, does it mean that that is what the majority of the population actually wants? So we have been, we have been writing physical letters um, with our uh, complaints. We have been emailing, calling. Um, Kingwood Era Democrats has been sending out emails to all of our uh, members and followers um, to come to the school board meeting tomorrow and stand up. And if you would like to speak, you know, we would love that. Just show up and say that, um, that there is opposition to that no vote. I mean, definitely. No, there is opposition. This is not going to be an easy win. Absolutely. So, so Natalie, Tell us uh, what is it exactly now that uh, within this contract that's that's creating that problem, and what is it that we need to do to let the board know that look, uh, we can't allow a temporary ruckus, which is which is all it is. These guys are going to raise hell for a while, and they don't care. Those kids that that are going to be left in with 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 the after the shrapnel is gone. They're the ones that are going to be left without health care as these people go on to their next their, their, their next issue. Right. And so, yes. And so with this, um, with this um, kind of bringing this notion of the clinic back up, of course, there was a, an evaluation or reevaluation of the contents of the contract. Um, and as Ellie stated earlier, that this is a, a comprehensive clinic that's going to occur where they're going to give you sports physicals, um, preventative services, um, dental care, nutritional service, mental health um, services as well. Um, and of course, within within those services, you do have the option to seek family planning services. And as we all know, that family planning or birth control accessibility does not necessarily promote promiscuity. It doesn't, you know completely discount absenteeism or abstinence, sorry, not absenteeism, but abstinence. Um, but what it does is it gives comprehensive care because we use oral contraceptives to treat other conditions such as ovarian cysts, polycystic ovarian syndrome, amenorrhea, um, just a whole host of things, acne. Um, even in actually in young boys with heart conditions, we use Viagra to help with cardiac contractility. So um, these services will be at their disposal. And of course, you know, you have the pearl 
clutching Christians who claim Christians, and I say that in air quote because I'm I believe, you know, in in, in Christianity and in Jesus Christ, He's my Savior. Um, but they're clutching their pearls at the notion that there's access to you know contraceptives, and we're promoting promiscuity by having services that'll allow students to gain access to some of these things. And that's just not the case. Um, and as Ellie stated earlier, that you have to have parental consent in order to be able to see, be seen in the clinic. It's going to be evaluated annually. Um, parents do get after-visit summaries electronically. They're encouraged to actually be there physically when they actually have an appointment, if allowed, or if their schedule permits. So it's just essentially, you know, um, just the dog whistle to a lot of the dominionists, and I don't even call them conservatives anymore, radicals, they're dominionists that want to essentially infringe and control every aspect of everyone's lives other than their own. I think, I, I hope, I don't know who are all the speakers, but I hope that uh, some of the speakers go with some of the statistics of people that are doing more harm to our kids right now. Uh, when we look at whether it's trans or whether it's what whatever you want to define somebody's identity by, the one doing the most damage, 14% of all calls coming in for child abuse right now, child sexual abuse, is by pastors. So something that they may want to consider that if we decided to go ahead and start doing the stats on who are the people harming kids right now, it is not a, it, it's not giving them a, a family, it's not giving them health care. It's not giving them, do you need birth control, et cetera. The most promiscuous is aren't the ones that are doing these things. But Ellie, so let's talk about uh, what's going to be done now. I think the board meeting is on Tuesday, the 17th of October, correct? Yes, the board meeting is tomorrow, October 17th um, at 7 p.m., right, Natalie? Yes. And, um, you know, you'll sign in uh beforehand there's a phone number to call if you want to be a speaker and i believe they are putting the whole contract up for vote so uh, it'll be a yay or nay and i would like to interject uh, you know another statistic um you know we would all love to think that our children our teenagers don't have sex and we know that that is not true <clears throat> the fastest growing uh, group that get sexually transmitted diseases are the 15 to 24 year olds. So without comprehensive sex education and access to birth control, this is gonna be an, an epidemic. It just is. We cannot put our heads in the sand and just think, oh, my kid's not gonna have sex and he's never gonna have an STD. Um, we have to protect our children, and you can only do that with um, education and knowledge. Now, interestingly, um, in as much as we make mention of these, the, the, sex, uh, the sex issue and that sort of stuff, that is such a very small part of this whole entire contract. This contract is to give health care to students, health care to make sure that they to, to make sure that they are taken care of, and to try to centralize it on a very small part, family care. You know, I always tell people, if you don't like something as a parent, you don't have to do it, but don't hold back. And I hope somebody brings this up, Ellie. Yeah. Don't have one parent, two parents, 10 parents put the lives of thousands of parents in jeopardy because that is exactly right. what a no vote is. Allowing a small, loud sect to decide to have 
a unhealthy population. You know, I, I get a little bit more graphic when I'm on my program, but since I'm with two decent ladies, I won't make the mistake of, uh, of, of saying that at all. Anyhow. Um, well, can I interject, Egberto, real quick? Please but do. you are correct. Yes. There's about, um, there's there, yes, these services only encompass about 3% of all services. So that means 97% of the, you know, the clinic is going to be utilized for other services. In fact, the New England, um, the Journal of American Medicine just came out with this, um, a great comprehensive study of the efficacy of school clinics. And they noted that most of the children um, had an improvement in their, or actually were seen and had noted significant improvement in the therapy for asthma. So um, if that statistic proves to be true, which I, I'm pretty confident it is because it was a very, very well done study, that most of the kids are gonna be treated for other conditions outside of this family planning realm. So it's really important for us to not throw the baby out with the bathwater just because um, someone has access to birth control that might not even need it for, or actually use it for prevention of pregnancy, but other right. causes as well. To right. every and board, then, oh, go ahead. I just wanna interject again on top of that. So if you have a child that has, um, gets a cold or the flu or RSV, right and quick intervention, then they don't pass it on to the rest of the school, to their family members. Um, economically, parents aren't gonna have to stay home from work. So productivity for the community, um, the teachers, like this, this is such a, it's not even a trickle down effect. This is just, it just expands um, to every single part of the community. And we need to, you know, remember again that this was Memorial or Herman Memorial, Memorial Herman, that <laughs> wanted this because of the ER overflow. But Ellie, just like, uh, like, like uh, Natalie says here, I mean, th those points are so important. You are saving you're increasing productivity because kids now can go to a clinic close by before they start spreading stuff around the campus to both students and teachers. I tell you what, and I hope somebody brings this up. The first person, the first person that dies of COVID at school, the first person that, that gets severely ill at, for asthma at school or has a bleed out or whatever at school. Oh, if anyone who voted no, for not having health care in the school, the death of that person or the illness of that person or the maiming of that person is on them. I hope I, 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 I hope you both of you have great points. I hope you, you get to the speakers who are going to speak tomorrow night and let them know to make the board aware of these issues that you guys so intelligently pointed out point out. Because I think it's essential. A lot of these people are talking off the top of their heads. They don't really think things through. They're not pragmatic. We have to remember, right now, they frown on critical thinking. You all, you both are critical thinkers. And we're lucky mm -hmm. to have you in the community defending these issues at the school. Give me a closer, Natalie. Right. And thank you. So and it's not only this is a call to action to anybody that agrees with us currently, um, all the stakeholders, we're inviting you to come to our Humble ISD board meeting tomorrow at 7 p.m. where we can band together. We plan on wearing black to stand in solidarity um, against these atrocities and stand up to the partisan you know, ideologues that will come and try to put on a show tomorrow. Please, please, please. You could send emails. You could you could definitely show up. Uh, send good vibes, prayers, support. We would greatly appreciate you all showing up and standing in solidarity with us. 
Uh, Eli, why don't you give me a closer and include where the, the address, if you have it with you, and who these folks can email. If you don't have I, it, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll print it. I don't I'll, have I'll, it right in front of me. That's um, fine. I, I, would like to, I would like to say that both Natalie and I are nurses. So mm -hmm. we do know what we are talking about. And it affects the community as a whole. So, I hope. Um, and we wear black and, and stand in solidarity. As nurses, I hope both of you are going to be there speaking. I didn't just say a parent. I hope both <laughs> of you are going to be there speaking. So if both of you haven't signed up, uh, please, we need your voices. Your voices are essential. My name is Zig. Thank you so kindly, Natalie and Ellie, for uh, for giving this not more than a service announcement. Thank you so kindly for being on Politics and Right. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.